Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing, and today I'm joined by Laura Crimmins, Head of PR and Social Media at Branded3. Hello, Laura. Hello, Andy. Um, we're going to be talking about digital PR and outreach, but just before we do that, Laura, tell us a little bit about yourself. So my background is actually in traditional PR. I wasn't in the world of digital until I joined Branded3, which was about three years ago now. Um, I actually joined to start the PR team at Branded3 because of the way that, as we all probably know, Google's been changing and it's no longer the days of kind of spammy link building. It's all about actual good PR um, and online conversation. Yeah. Um, so that's my background. Now, outreach, it's a funny old word, outreach, isn't it? Let's, let's start off with a good definition of outreach. Yeah, I think in its most literal sense, outreach means, you know, reaching out to people. Um, it's not really a word we use as much. We kind of call it um, coming back to, you know, media relations and blogger relations as mm. opposed to outreach. I think outreach is kind of a word that's stuck around from the old days of SEO. Mm. And if I'm honest, I'm not entirely sure how it <laughs> how it started being called outreach. But I guess it does just mean any manner of, uh, of yeah. marketing activities. I think that's the thing, isn't it? And it's a very corporate word, outreach. It's a bit like blue sky thinking and stuff like and sort of on board and stuff like that. What are the best tools to use for PR and outreach for you and your team, Laura? Uh, so the main ones we use, we use Gorkana as our media database, which actually has started to incorporate a lot more blogger contacts in there as well, which is absolutely great. Um, there's a lot of other ones out there that I know other people like, such as um, Cision, for example, or Vocus. Um, we just find that Gorkana is the best for worldwide data that we need. Mm. Um, we also use Follower Wonk a lot, particularly the Twitter bio search, which helps us find new contacts that we might not have known before. Um, we use Twitter a lot for kind of getting in contact with people. Mm. Um, the phone is actually one of the best tools that we use, which probably doesn't normally feature in these lists. But yeah, just picking up the phone and talking to journalists and bloggers and, and clients, we find is just the best way, that one-on-one -on -one old school communication. Um, and then I guess more from a reporting point of view, Google Analytics, we like to look in there at what impact our campaigns are having. Um, and we find that Google Analytics is, is the best tool for us to do that. So how do you work with your clients then, Laura? I mean, do you face any challenges from getting buy-in from sort of internal teams and agencies? 
Yeah, we have done, particularly in the past, I guess, when we first started having the PR team at Branded Free and trying to work more closely. I think historically, SEO has been a funny old thing because um, a few years ago, you'd have your SEO contact at the client and that's the only person you really talk to is the SEO agency. There'd be no need to talk to anyone else because it was kind of all in silos. Mm. Whereas now, with the way that we need to run our campaigns to actually have success, we need to be talking to all the other different marketing departments, sales departments, departments, PR teams, which kind of opens up that challenge of getting buy-in. I think actually it's a challenge that a lot of people face. So I've done the workshops at Brighton SEO and the content marketing show a few times now. And this is actually one of the most common questions that I get is how do you work particularly with PR and social teams? Because we just seem to get um, barriers and that's from people at the client side and agencies. And I guess the way we kind of overcome them, um, we work in a really transparent way um, anyway. So we don't kind of hide behind who we're talking to or what we're doing. And the best way we find is just sitting down and having a chat face to face and showing them the success that we've had before, Mm. the way in which we work. So I think the main barrier that we have to overcome is that PR teams see SEO agencies and they think you're just an SEO agency saying you do PR and they don't necessarily realize that actually, I mean, especially for Runner 3, we are a PR team. We're essentially a PR agency within an SEO and a digital marketing agency. Mm. So yeah, I think the key is really showing them that you have got those real relationships. You're not going to damage their reputation. And actually there's a lot of benefits you can add to them. For example, we've got more robust reporting on online PR so we can show them the value of their work and, and our work, which works really well for us and um, for a client side. And also we do a lot of training so internal training for PR teams um, to show them um, the basics of digital and SEO and how it can benefit them as well as how they can kind of help us with our campaigns which is normally the best way to do it and, and sees the best results. Just out of interest Laura how do you recruit good digital PR candidates? We do it in in various different ways. I mean, we normally recruit at a graduate level for, especially for the um, PR exec um, roles that we have. Um, we work quite closely with the unis surrounding our Leeds office in particular. Mm. So the kind of Yorkshire unis, we work really closely with their um, PR courses. So we see the new talent coming through. Um, so we work really closely with that. Um, I guess in terms of how we recruit them, we just... We just interview based and in the interview, what we're looking for is the communication skills that you need for the role. And interest in digital is obviously beneficial, but it's more that for me, a good PR person just needs to be able to communicate. I need someone that I know can just pick up the phone and start a conversation or go to an event and strike up a conversation and really sell something mm. and, and shows that that passion. I feel like passion isn't a word you should ever have to say. You should never have to say, I'm passionate about this. But <laughs> it needs to be someone that does show that in the interview that you know can do that for clients. So yeah. that that's the main ways we recruit. You mentioned um, social media in you know, Twitter and things like that. How much does social affect ranking and how do you sort of integrate it into your campaigns? It's a very good question and another question that we're asked quite a lot. Um, in terms of how much it affects rankings, I don't think there is um, a definitive answer. I can't sit here and say, you know, 90%. Um, mm. There's definite evidence of correlation, not necessarily causation. 
but we know that it does affect rankings. We know that, you know, social is very important, um, but we see it not just, I mean, when we think about social and how we use it in our campaigns, it's not with the, the only goal of, oh, is this going to affect rankings? It's more, is this going to benefit the campaign? Is it going to drive traffic? Is it going to, when we think about our campaigns, it's getting in front of the audience and actually social is one of the best and most instantaneous ways of reaching the audience you want to reach and driving traffic. Um, in terms of how it helps then, if something's got a load of traffic and a load of social noise, it shows its popularity. So then when you're talking to journalists and bloggers about that particular campaign, they can see that, yeah, actually, this is something that that my audience will be interested in. It's performing well. People like it. So, you know, I'll write about it. I'll link to it as well. And I think that's where it starts to help rankings. It's not directly, you know, this piece of content got a thousand tweets, so it's going to rank better than one with 20 tweets. It's mm. what do those tweets equal? What, what are the buy-in? Does that help you? you get um and we've certainly seen that you know campaigns that have generated a lot of social noise and social interaction they do drive better results than those that that receive less less social interaction i should imagine that these campaigns take a lot of preparation which is more important i mean the actual campaign itself or the sort of seeding of the idea for the campaign i think both are probably equally important um you know you you can't with the best will in the world and the best seeding in the world if your ideas rubbish no one's going to care about it but then equally i've seen campaigns that i've you know stumbled upon and they've got you know it's the best campaign ever the best piece of content but actually it's just got no interaction because it's had no robust seeding i think in terms of when we think in terms of like allocating budget to you know the idea the campaign or the seeding of the idea i personally would probably invest more in the seeding of it because i think as long as you can get people talking about it, get people writing about it and get people interested, that is what's ultimately going to drive the success. A good idea in isolation isn't going to drive any success. It's the seeding of that, the links, the social engagement, the traffic that is what you're looking at for your KPIs. So I'd invest more in the seeding, but as I say, even the best idea without the seeding wouldn't work. It's all in the preparation, isn't it? What would you say, Laura's had the biggest impact on digital sort of PR uh, or sort of link strategy over the last few years? Um, Google, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Um, I guess, I mean, Google hasn't really changed. It's just that they've started enforcing more, uh, enforcing the rules that have already been there, I guess, over the last few years. So I guess that's probably had the biggest impact. I think it's made a lot of agencies and a lot of clients more nervous about their link strategy, whereas previously they might just sign off whatever they thought was going to work. People are having to think a lot more carefully. I think also that then has had an impact on bloggers and journalists. They're more nervous about what they should write about, what they should link to, mm. which is actually one of the biggest barriers to overcome is actually making sure that you've got people that you can talk to and that will still link. I think now we have to come up with much better ideas. Um, well, actually having an idea nowadays and a campaign, whereas, you know, before you could just, a lot of agencies would just pay a load of bloggers, get a load of links. You can't do that nowadays. I mean, we don't pay for a single link at Branded3 because it's against our policy. So I think that's probably had the biggest impact is both what you can do from a client's point of view and what they'll sign off and also you know what bloggers and journalists are willing to link to and um, they're probably the biggest impact i think other things that are having an impact as well are things like bloggers and journalists because less people are paying for links or you know the good people mm. um won't take payment for links 
there's other things coming in like a lot more advertising on blogs such as affiliate linking schemes so they're having an impact on you know the number of followed links that you that you will get from a blog um, and i think there's a big education piece that we have to do with clients over link strategy and the fact that all we're looking for is quality not quantity you know two links from the telegraph and the guardian are worth a lot more than 100 links from low quality spammy blogs that are just there to make money yeah, so absolutely. yeah yeah they're probably the biggest impacts that that we've seen so Laura, a lot of our listeners are sort of uh, small, medium-sized businesses. What would you, uh, if you had to give like two or three top tips to a business in terms of their sort of outreach and PR, what might they be? I think my first tip and the first thing that I would do is really look at your audience and understand your audience. I think that's that's key um, to devising any kind of strategy to reach them. And um, we see even some of our bigger clients, they still don't really understand the audience they're trying to reach from an online point of view or even from an offline point of view sometimes. So I think my first tip would be get to know your customers and their habits a lot more. Um, there's no point just coming up with a strategy to try and get in as many places as possible. If you're on a restricted budget or you've got restricted resource, find out the key publications that they're reading, find out which social platforms they're active on and they want to engage with you on and go after those rather than going for kind of a catch-all approach. I think investing wisely is better when you're on limited budget, limited resource. And I think social is is kind of the key for doing that. Um, you know, you can you can reach your audience really easily on social once you know where they are and what they want to talk about. So if I had a limited budget, that's where I'd invest a lot of my time because you can have those one-on-one -on -one conversations on social um, mm. that you don't necessarily get through other means. And building relationships, I guess that would be my key one. Focus on once you know which titles your audience is reaching from a PR point of view, which which platforms they're using, build those relationships and make sure you're keeping on top of those because that's what's going to serve you the best and generate the results that, that you need to see. Well, Laura, thanks so much for your insights. How can our listeners um, find out more about you and more about Branded3? Um, they can follow me on Twitter. Uh, very simple, just Laura Crummins on Twitter. Um, or visit the blog on the Brand of Three website. It's just brandofthree.com forward slash blog. Um, we've got all sorts of articles and things on there where people can learn more about me and about Brand of Three. Fantastic. So that's it for this week. Thanks for listening, everyone. Show notes can be found at sitevisibility.com forward slash IM podcast. Actually, I had a question from a listener. I do sometimes say sitevisibility.com and sitevisibility.co.uk. They do actually both work. It's just that .com just comes off the tongue slightly easier. We're on iTunes and we're on Stitcher, so please feel free to uh, review us there if you wish. And uh, two ways you can contact us. The email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk and the telephone line if you want to leave a sort of audio question or a message, plus 441273256150. So that's all from me, Andy White, and it's all from Laura. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.